Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, March 9th. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for joining us live this morning on the Podbean app. Yes. Uh, for those of you that are listening to the recording, yes, you can join in live every morning at 6 a.m. Mountain Time and uh, get in on the conversation. Uh, the app is super cool. Um, you can join in on the chat through texting. You can click the call-in button just like your normal drive time morning show and you know request your favorite song <laughs> or, or ask I'll sing it for you <laughs> <laughs> or ask questions about real estate investing so uh yeah definitely join in live that's it's it's free coaching every morning monday to friday 6 a.m yes kathleen says that it's freezing cold out yes indeed it's uh minus 17 feels like minus 23. sorry for anybody who is out there walking <laughs> to a bus stop or whatever. You know what, Gab? I worked really hard for the last 10 years. And uh, to a point where I don't... Uh, leave the house? <laughs> I don't leave the house anymore. Because I earned that. Because real estate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wayne, what's your normal day look like? I don't know. It ain't outside, though. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want it to be. Yeah. I suppose so. Um, but, uh, there's an important part of that whole thing where that was, that was the whole working hard part. <laughs> it's, it's, um, you don't just, you don't just say I'm a real estate investor and then suddenly things just start falling in line in front of you. No, you, you have to work really, really hard. Yeah. Um, but you guys started off really good. I mean, you got here, you're up early in the morning. Yeah. That's a really good start. That's what you, you do with the rest of the day that matters. So what uh, what are you guys doing today? Oh wait, there's nobody they, there. Yeah, they can't talk back. <laughs> they can't talk back. But uh, you know, I'll I'll wait. You know, well, I want to know. Hold on, Thomas in the chat here in the Podbean app says driving around looking at duplexes. Hell yeah, duplexes, duplexes, not triplexes. Very duplexes. specific, Thomas. Very. We see you. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, Medina, as I pronounce it correctly, never seen it spelled that so. way, yeah. is teaching. It's awesome. Um, well, I'll tell you what, how about you, uh, hook up the show to the Bluetooth speakers and maybe we'll teach the kids something. <laughs> <laughs> Today's one of those mornings I won't swear. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on with you, Gabby? With me, moi, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm organizing some stuff for the for the flip. Um, door drama. Oh, <laughs> Trying to organize new doors for the property. I, um, I really, I am curious about what's going on with that. <laughs> uh, is it is it exciting stuff for the podcast? No, not no. really. Well, I mean, like it's definitely um, a consideration that that people need to make, you know, when considering whether you're replacing your doors or you're replacing the door jams, what are you doing? 
um, it's yeah, like our, our, our jams are in really good condition. Our frames are in really good condition. So there's really no need to replace them with full pre-hung doors. Mm -hmm. So we just wanted to replace the slabs, but, um, getting them machined is a little more difficult because they need to machine to the existing specs instead of just, Hey, here's your pre-hung door. Right. Um, so it's just kind of, it, it's extra work to, you know, you either need to measure it all out or give them the old doors or, you know, whatever it may be. So, uh, Josh um, says to check out fancy doors and moldings. Yeah, we, yeah, we have, yeah, we, we have kind of three go-tos that we price check with, um, when buying doors. So yeah, fancy doors, um, Windsor plywood is great to work with as well. Actually, I found that Windsor plywood has the best prices on trim. Yeah. Yeah. Call around. I've called around to places on each of our, our flips to make sure because man, like prices on materials can just change so quickly these days. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they consistently have really good prices on trim. So, oh, and uh, every Windsor plywood is owned individually and has different prices. Really? So the one in the West End of Edmonton has good prices on trim okay. specifically. <laughs> um, yeah, so arranging some stuff for the flip. Um, we have appliances being delivered today. So thankfully, Zakaya is there because their delivery window starts at 7 a.m. this morning. Hmm. That would have been a, would have had to leave at six this morning now to get there in time. So Zakaya knows what's going on. He'll be Because our too. flip is an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But the other thing that um, Zakaya brought up yesterday, he's like, how wide are the appliances? Because we have our own bin on site, plus we have the roofers bin on site. And he's like, we need to be able to get these appliances through this little space in between. Oh, no. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to have to walk it through the snow. Otherwise, they're, we're going to have to shovel through the like knee-high snow to get them a path, uh, I don't know, 40-inch path to get through. So we'll see. There's a 36-inch opening, and the appliances are 30 inches. So it'll be interesting if they can get it through without smashing things around. Yeah. yeah. Do you mind if I ask what happened with the doors? Because I thought we had picked the doors. Like, do we pick the 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 style and everything else? Is it just an issue of uh, yeah, I picked stock the style. inventory? No. Uh, yeah, well, the place that we're going with, it takes um, just one week to get any any that they don't have in stock. It takes yeah. a week to get in, so not a big deal. We don't need doors right now. We just need one door um, that they're working with in, in one of the bathrooms. Oh, for the pocket door. Yeah, we have one pocket door, and we want to keep it a pocket door. Otherwise, it'll take away from... Um, the, the beauty of the ensuite when they open the door we want them to be able to get that full view of it right um of the toilet of the double shower oh uh, that's not that's not what no let's, let's not spoil anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no the all that's going on with the doors we've picked up the style we got all the pricing and everything it's just a matter of figuring out um how we're going to get each of those door frames measured out, whether we, whether we pull the, because all the old doors are in the bin, they're being thrown out. We said, Hey guys, get rid of the old doors. We're not keeping them. So they went into the bin and now the easiest way for them to be measured out and machined is if they just have the old doors, we can just load them in the truck, drop them off and they can basically recreate the doors. Um, Oof. yeah, but they're all at the bottom of a bin right now. So. Oof. Yeah. 
Hey, that's a valuable lesson. It is a valuable lesson. And because Will we like, make that mistake ever again? <laughs> no. Because we've only ever replaced the entire pre like we've only ever gotten full pre-hung doors yeah i'm thinking back on all of our renovations which i didn't really realize i thought that maybe we've replaced a slab or two um but yeah actually i guess we have we've replaced one door in one of our rentals and the the contractor that we hired in had to um machine it had to notch it out yeah to its specs but never like a full renovation we're ordering like Gosh, I wish I had the thing in front of me. It's like, I don't know. It's a lot of doors between all the closets and all of the, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a 2,000 square foot home. So we're getting a lot of doors and that's a lot of measuring <clears throat> out. Yeah. So we'll see. We just talked to the contractor again today and just. We, uh, we've got a bunch of questions coming in. Um, I think it'd be important to talk about upcoming events. Sure. Uh, first one I'm going to do today is the Real Estate Investing Cabinet Retreat, which is on April 1st through 3rd. Um, it's a three-day cabinet retreat in Alberta Beach. Get to spend the weekend with us um, and yeah. five other investors. Yeah, like-minded people who really want to make things happen. They're serious. They're not, you know, these are people who want to, you know, take action, take control of their journey and um, make some big moves. So yeah, really kind of um, figuring out what it is that uh, drives you, what you want out of life, what fulfills you, and um, reverse engineering, creating a plan. What's the best method? What are your resources? How will those change over time? You know, like really getting down to the nitty gritty and and making that that roadmap, that plan to move forward so you can hit the ground running. Yeah, a few people are asking if there's any spots left. Uh, No. Um, from time to time, some people have to reschedule, um, just from life and whatnot. So most of them, uh, are, are sold out. Uh, we do have, I believe a spot left for the May events. Um, to be honest, uh, we're, we're pretty much selling these out before we even announce them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we got a, we got a pretty long waiting list of people that are looking for it and, we had some other dates for the rest of the year and now we're adding new dates just to kind of accommodate because there's such a demand. Um, but if you are interested in this, um, reach out, uh, reach out to me and I'll see what I can squeeze you in on if, and as well, just let me know, um, that you're interested and in, get on the waiting list. Cause that way if anything changes and someone has to, you know, switch a date or they have to cancel or something like that, I'll call you first. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the best way to get in on it. It's or uh, snag one of those May spots. Like we just we just did that yesterday afternoon, yeah. and yeah, so that May that's a new date. We just secured it um, with the cabin, and it's May twenty seventh. Yeah. Um. So if you guys are interested in that, reach out to me fast. I, like I'm I'm not I'm not just saying that. Like legit, it's that they fill up so quickly. Yeah. And anytime I got an empty spot, I send it out to everybody who's on the waiting list, and then it fills really quickly. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is an amazing weekend. Um, we keep it small. The, the, the reason why they're filling up is because we keep the group so small. We don't want it to be 10, 20 people. Trust me. I've looked at venues where I can squeeze like 10 to 12 people in and everybody stays on site. Um, we don't want to dilute the experience. It's so personal and, and 
so much dedicated time goes to each person. Yeah. That, yeah, it, it would just, it wouldn't be the same experience. That's for sure. It's, it's not like a course. It's not a workshop. No, it's, 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 we're working with you. Yeah. That's what, like Gabby was saying, like, we don't want to dilute the experience or dilute the time with you specifically. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking to everybody in the room. I'm talking to you. Yeah. And we're having a discussion <clears throat> uh, for three days. And, uh, it's intense. It's, uh, ex it's mentally exhausting, you know, towards the end of the weekend. But I find that during the weekend, I find that when I leave, I'm, 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 I'm done. Like I'm spent, you know, on Monday, but during the weekend, it just, I don't know. You don't, you don't really get tired. You just keep going. And the, when, when you're, when you're in a creative state, mm -hmm. when you're thinking about things, when, when you have a realization or an aha moment about how you can get something done significantly faster, and then we start talking about strategies about how to get it done and who to talk to. And when you start seeing it all happen in your head yeah. and, and the realization that this is actually significantly easier than what you thought or simpler, yeah, you get so excited. Mm -hmm. And I get excited too, because I can, I can see it, you know, in your eyes and, and, uh, yeah, it really, truly is an amazing experience. So again, uh, reach out to me. You can, you can email us, um, or you can DM me, um, info at reimorningshow.com. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So that's, that's, uh, beginning of April, April 1st through 3rd. And then the next one's May 27th. Um, I wasn't planning on advertising that day because it's just going to fill up. Oh, but sorry. Well, that's good, right? It is what it is. We're just <laughs> letting you know that there's one coming up, you know, and unfortunately you can't go. <laughs> unless you go grab it um we got a we have an investor meetup this for uh, this sunday uh we're doing a meetup at our fix and flip yes. uh property that gabby was talking about you know what let's see if there's any spots left gotta pull it up let's see we have some spots left 12 spots left 12 spots left yep um, we just don't want a hundred people in a house, Yeah. even though mask requirements and vaccine requirements are all relaxed in Edmonton now, um, that, Hey, that was big news yesterday. Um, even though we, we just, we want to make sure that we're not also at the same time, um, being irresponsible. Well, I was going to say, I don't want literally three people like shoulder to shoulder with me breathing in my face. Yeah. Pandemic or no pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I think pandemic changed us too, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think all of our conversations will be a little bit of a step back moving forward. <laughs> yeah. And to be honest, what month are we in right now? March? Years almost April, over. May. Heck, you know what? I'm, I'm actually kind of looking. Years almost over. <laughs> nice. We just left that in there. I'm actually kind of looking forward to the end of this renovation because I know that we're going to probably do a, you know, um, another open house meetup at mm -hmm. the end. It'll be nice warm weather. There's yeah. a nice big yard and a deck and a bigger house. Barbecue. <sighs> That's kind of what I'm thinking. Because <laughs> I don't want to do a barbecue in my house. Screw that. Right? <laughs> um, but a barbecue there would be a really good. Yeah. Something to think about. <laughs> Something to look forward to this summer. Spring. May. Yeah. Do you know when summer starts, Wayne? I'm I just curious. <laughs> <clears throat> End of June. Is it end of June? Is that yeah. one? Last week of June. 
Wayne's learned so much. He's, About he's, the calendar. These past, this past month. I didn't. Just been... I just, that's. <laughs> uh, what else we got going on? Uh, we also have our Friday live training. This, uh, this, uh, guess what? This Friday. <laughs> no way. Not yeah. on Friday. Yeah, you betcha. Um, so if you, <clears throat> uh, if you're on Facebook, um, it's this, it's this new website. Uh, you go to facebook.com slash real estate investing masters. I think that's what the, that's what the page is called. Um, <laughs> real estate investing masters, join our Facebook group. And, uh, yes, we do live training every Friday. Um, it's not in our calendar. I don't think it's happening. It's not in the calendar. No, we live off our calendar. We live by our calendar. I'll make sure that gets in the calendar. Yeah. But, uh, this, uh, this Friday we are doing live training on... Marketing your rental properties. That's fun. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. Um, Josh keeps sneaking it in here that uh, I noticed it yesterday and today that the time changes this weekend. Is it now? Is it now? Yeah. Spring forward. Right? <laughs> you tell me. You Fall tell me. I... Spring forward. I, re I really got zero education on the, cal on the, like, the calendar. <laughs> Like it, it's, it's becoming quite clear to me in my, in my adulthood that, yeah, I have no education on the calendar whatsoever. It's um, concerning. Pete's asking how to sign up for the flip meetup. So, um, mm. you can go onto Eventbrite and look up Prairie Home Investments or you. Show notes. If oh, you are on, notes. if you are on Podbean right now, look in the about show notes. It's bam. It's right there. I don't Where do you even. Oh, about, about. Um, yeah, it, from the app though, it doesn't let you. Click oh, on it. it's quite clear on, on my platform. Um, uh, yeah, event break, look up pre-home investments. Um, and then also or if, if you go into my profile on social media, um, you can Instagram. click on my, oh, yeah, or Facebook, you can click on my, <clears> um, <throat> link tree link in my, in my, uh, profile. Yeah. And I have it listed in there as well. So there's a link in there. Neat. Uh, what's another place you can find it? You can also find it. Oh, if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, whichever in the show notes, it's in the show notes as well. So there you have it. Um, oh, hey, Josh is talking about points. Um, hey, sorry. Let, let's talk about nothing for a half an hour. That's the, that's the whole plan. Um, but this ain't nothing. This is actually one of the main reasons why people join in live every morning. Um, we have a competition, uh, for the top fan of the month. And if you join in live on the Podbean app and you click those hearts and you share the show to your social media pages, Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera, um, and you click the call in button, what it does is it accumulates more hearts for you. So there's a, there's a, sorry, my child's hacking her brains out behind us. Um, there's an accumulation of hearts and whoever has the most hearts at the end of the month, well, guess what? You're the top fan. Uh, so with that being said, um, what we do, I'm just looking at it right now. So we'll see where everyone was at. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Um, at the end of the month, what we do is we take the top five, um, fans yeah. and then Whoever's in first. We dish out ballots. We dish so out ballots. Five ballots for first, four for second, three for third, 
two for fourth and one ballot for fifth place. And then we, we, we draw a winner. Yeah. And the winner is going to get this month, it's going to get one free month of mentorship. Mm-hmm. So that includes two video calls with me, as well as unlimited uh, text and emails. And um, yeah, get a, uh, I, I forget how Wayne's been putting it a good old fashioned ass kicking. Good old fashioned ass kicking. <laughs> um, no, I'm gonna but make sure you get he'll, he'll get you moving, he'll get you taking action. One way to do that. Is to give you a little momentum. <laughs> um, yeah, you get full access to everything. Um, contracts, forms, anything you need. Contacts. And a good old-fashioned ass kicking. Sometimes people just need a little bit of guidance. Hey, this is what I want to accomplish this month. I'll tell you how to do it. It's not normally the answer that you want to hear, but I'll tell you how to do it. Um, uh, I will add on to that. If it were the answer that you would want to he- that you wanted to hear, then you probably wouldn't have done it by now yes. on your own but there's a reason why you haven't done it. So um, talked about it at the very beginning of the show. What did I say? I don't remember exactly what I said. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but it was something to the extent of, you know, the stuff just doesn't just fall all in front of you once you say, I am a real estate investor and I've got my my got my one-liner and I got my, my business card and I got my jackets and I'm going to a networking event and I'm telling my family, no, you still, there's a lot more to it. You got to put the work in. And a lot of times it's not fun work. I, even where I'm at in my real estate investing career with my businesses, I still have a very shitty week ahead of me because there's things that I've been putting off Yeah, and that would scare the absolute shit out of you. So it's, it doesn't get any easier. You just got to keep doing it. You got to keep stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing things you don't like doing. And that's the only way to grow. So I'm going to, that's what the mentorship's all about is I'm going to, I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you. And guess what? Uh, another fun fact, um, that mentorship is not always, um, it's not always going to be there. I am actually, I've reached capacity with my mentees. Yeah. I'm not really taking on any more mentees unless they're, unless they're the best, unless they're top notch. Um, so this, this year I've, I'm actually capped out. So if you win, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the only extra mentees that I'm taking on right now because I'm, I'm capped. I got too many. And, uh, again, talking about diluting quality. Yeah. Don't want to do that. So that's and, coming up uh, at the end of the month. We'll be doing a draw for that. And Robin won <clears throat> last month. He's yes. our top fan. And he says, looking forward to the call this morning. Oh yeah, that's this morning. What he meant is looking forward to the ass kicking this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I had a couple calls this morning after. Uh, I do. I saw that. After our broadcast. Okay, so uh, let's get some questions. Uh, what was the first one here? Uh, it was Jeremy um, asked earlier. He, uh, he said yesterday. A 17-year-old contacted me about buying one of my properties. I know minors cannot own real estate. Do you know if they can put in an offer before they turn 18? It's a terrific question. You know what? I think that it's going to vary from province to province, from state to state. However, I'd have to ask my lawyer. But I don't see any reason why not. Well, I think ultimately it's probably whether the mortgage lenders will lend them a mortgage. 
I don't think it's necessarily about them buying it per se, because they can't own it, but they can write an offer. That 17 year old isn't planning on buying the property. That 17 year old is probably planning on flipping that contract to someone else for a very popular strategy that's called wholesaling and assignments. That would be my guess. Hmm. There's nothing stopping them from writing an offer. Now, you, as a logical person, can probably realize, hey, how old are you, kid? Uh, 17. Kid, you can't actually buy this property. Uh, no. But can I put an offer in? And have it conditional to a home inspection and financing. And if I can get financing and if maybe the, the laws change, I will buy it. If you say yes, then he's got two weeks to go and market that property. <laughs> if you say no, then he doesn't. So I think that I think that kid is just an ambitious young kid who's just trying to get some properties under contract and try and wholesale them. Maybe. Which I admire. But it would be a huge waste of your time. So, um, he probably didn't know that you were savvy. That's my guess, but I'd have to, um, I'm going to save that question for Barry. Um, we're due to have Barry back on again. Yeah. Pretty soon. Maybe, maybe I'll have him on next week and see if he can answer that question. Um, can minors buy property and also can, I'm just reading my notes out loud as I write it. Into Good the mind idea. of Wayne. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll find out that answer for certain. But uh, I, I have a weird feeling that it's going to be based on province to province. <clears throat> uh, it's not going to be general because each province has their own real estate laws. And even if Barry says yes in Alberta, you got to check with all the other provinces. Yeah, for sure. Um, which Jeremy is in Alberta. Uh, Liam had a question next. Do you see that there? What's your most successful method to buying more real estate? I've only used conventional financing this far, which is a pain and wildly expensive. Conventional financing is wildly expensive. I say it's wildly cheap. I I just I I say it's wildly inexpensive. <laughs> it's the cheapest it's ever been in history. In history. Um, it's a two-part question. What's your most successful method to buying more real estate? Um, offers. Um, I've only used conventional financing this far, which is a pain and wildly expensive. Uh, no, I, I, I disagree because I, I think it's wildly inexpensive. It's the cheapest it's ever been in history, but however, you are going to run into, um, you're going to hit a wall eventually where, because you're only allowed to get a certain amount of uh, mortgages. Also, you may be able to get more mortgages. However, um, you also, sorry, just a slight distraction from, uh, from our house here. Uh, you may be able to get more mortgages, but how they calculate debt servicing will probably limit you as well. Right? So you, you might get, let's say hypothetically, you might be able to get three more mortgages from 
CIBC, but they're going to look at your existing portfolio and, and, and ask you to service that debt. How are you going to make those payments on your other properties? Um, but the way that they calculate it with their formula, they're only going to allow you on paper to use 70% or 80% of your rents, for example. Um, if you fall outside of their, their debt servicing ratios, then you're not going to be able to qualify. So that would be, you know, something you might run into. But uh, most successful method, I mean, joint ventures. That's that's the that's the oldest, easiest method. If you run out of your own money, if you run out of your own financing, find someone else who can partner with you, who will bring the money and bring the financing, yeah. and you bring the expertise. That's that that is by far the most successful, and that's what everybody has the most success with. Yeah. Um, because if you use joint venture partners, you can buy unlimited properties. Easy, easy mode. Unlimited. Uh, scrolling through, just looking yeah. for more. Josh wants a barbecue. <laughs> this uh, this um, spring. Oh, okay, so Liam says, uh, sorry, it's the twenty percent down that I mean by expensive. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you want 100% financing, then you're going to you're going to realize the true meaning of expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, you're always going to have to put 20% down. That's a minimum. Um and and to be honest, I think that's very inexpensive that you can buy um a $400,000 property for $80,000. Yeah, I don't I I don't think per se he means like damn, that's expensive, but like it's just a lot of money to have to come yeah. up with, I think is what he means like. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Sorry. So the, instead of calling it expensive, it's just like it's a, a huge chunk of money to have to come up with. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um the easiest the easiest way to do it is to is to market yourself as an expert to be known as an expert and to have people want to invest with you. Hey, I've got $80,000. I want to invest in real estate, but shit, Liam, I have no idea how to do it. And I am scared shitless of it. I, the, the thought of all the things that could go wrong, just, uh, man, it would keep me up at night. Mm -hmm. Do you mind handling it for me and we can partner? Or you can say, yeah, that's cool. I've got lots of properties. What if, what if the next property that I'm buying, we partner together? You bring the money and you bring the financing. That's how successful real estate investors scale. Like I said, you can buy unlimited properties as long as you have an unlimited source of um, potential partners. Yeah. Right? Um, going through older questions. Oh, wow. There is uh, a lot to scroll through. You know what? <laughs> Let's take a little commercial break and then uh, we'll find your next question. And then that way um, you're not listening to me whistle. Sound good? Hi, folks. Barry McGuire here. I'm inviting you to join our free Facebook group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education. We go live every Monday discussing all sorts of creative real estate strategies. You know, nothing can match the power of learning from Canada's top creative real estate experts. 
We provide you with the education and tools you need to close your first damn deal. It's the most important one. Join our free group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education, and we'll see you Monday. Well, that was awesome. Uh, and guess what? Um, Barry was talking about creative strategies there and joining his uh, Creative Real Estate Investing Education group on Facebook, which I'm very active in. Um, another way to get around the conventional financing is to use creative strategies like vendor take back mortgages, agreement for sales, um, options. Um, you can't really use options to get financing, mostly uh, vendor take back mortgages and agreement for sales, but there's lots of different creative strategies that you can do as well, um, to make more fast cash or rapid cash, um, to help you with those down payments. So definitely join Barry McGuire's, uh, Facebook group there. Um, they've got a course coming up, a workshop in May, May 7th, uh, to 8th. Uh, it's in Calgary at the Clique Hotel. Um, it's their rapid cash workshop and it goes over all of the creative strategies. As I mentioned, joint ventures, wholesaling assignments, flips, rent to own, agreement for sale, vendor take back mortgages. I think I covered all of them. Um, that's another way to, you know, potentially look at getting more properties. When Gabby and I kind of hit that that mortgage wall and we ran out of our own money. And I ran out of prospects for joint ventures. Uh, I, I learned how to do agreement for sales and it really helped it like not exaggerating agreement for sales catapulted our business. Yep. Catapulted it. 100%. Um, I will say though, as a side note, agreement for sales, finding properties where sellers will sell by way of agreement for sale is harder than joint ventures. Yes. So Pick your, pick your hard, okay? Yeah. Um, if you are not the type of person that wants to talk to people about um, investing with you, you'd rather do it on your own, definitely you know, check out the Rapid Cash Workshop and learn those strategies. That's what I did. Um, I, I'll admit, though, I was stubborn early on, um, just like everybody else. I don't want to talk to people about investing with me. That's just, uh, that's not me. And I, I hear that all the time from people. And I, and I, I chuckle now because I know that you say that now, but you'll have your realization at some point. <laughs> you'll have your breakthrough moment at some point. And it, hopefully it's not too long. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it doesn't take you years to realize it. Hopefully you'll just trust me. Um, that's why I'm here in the morning to tell you from experience. Um, but I was stubborn and uh, I didn't want to have partners. I also didn't want to have people dictating how I made my decisions. Yeah. If I'm having, if I'm starting a business, I'm running the business the way I want to run a business. I don't want someone who knows absolutely jack shit about real estate to tell me how to make my decisions. Mm -hmm. there's, there's two ways that's going to go down. Either one, I... I just, what was I going with that? <laughs> you can only think of one way. There was, there was two. It just completely left my, my head. Um, uh, the one way is what's going to happen is I'm going to have to end up spending time trying to convince the other person. Yeah. Right? Which I don't want to do. I don't want to waste time convincing the other person that I'm right. 
alternatively, I mean, it would, it's just going to create friction. Maybe they're not convinced and then they don't agree with me and they have to agree to disagree. And then I've got a, I got friction in my joint venture partnership, which is something that I don't want. You know what I mean? I just want to be able to do my thing. I want to be able to find my deals. I want to be able to deal with the tenants. I want to sell when I want to sell and not have to try and manipulate them or convince them into, into, you know, the things that are right for our business. Yeah. So yeah, very stubborn, very stubborn early on. Um, but, uh, so yeah, I, I learned how to do agreement for sales. Um, I learned how to, uh, identify problems that sellers have. And, um, I developed a business where we had solutions for those problems. It wasn't about convincing a seller to give me seller financing or to give me, um, an agreement for sale. It was about identifying problems that I had solutions for. Yeah. Um, got really good at it. And did it for a period of time, but um, I talked about it earlier. Agreement for sales, you know, just know that it is a really amazing tool that you can use to get a seller to finance the property for you. Um, you don't need a down payment in most cases, maybe a small one. Um, you don't need to get a mortgage because they'll carry it for you. But just know that whatever their existing financing is is the financing that you're going to inherit. Yes. Um, so what happened with us was that we accumulated properties by way of agreement for sale, but you know, they weren't cash flowing properties. Beggars can't be choosers. If you want seller financing, you don't get to choose the property. You don't get to choose the financing that they have in place. So you can get more properties. Um, but we use that as a stepping stone more so because early on, I get it. I know you're trying to find joint venture partners and, uh, and they're like, Hey, you know, how many properties do you have? And you're like, uh, one, none, two, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it's not really, you're, they're not likely to want to do a deal with you. So you kind of have to earn your, um, what'd you say? You kind of have to, you need a little bit of experience, right? Sorry, my kid is like yeah, running around this morning. Distracting. It's, it's hard to stay on on track with my point when like my kid's running around like a like a circus clown. Um, where was I? I don't know. There's yeah. We're sorry. We are super distracted today. It's awful. Unbelievable. I <laughs> uh, I was talking about Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you can't hear her, but you don't see what's happening quietly behind the scenes. This, uh, oh, now our dog's here too. This is terrific. Oh, okay. So yeah, this Perfect. is, this is, yeah. What's it like being full-time real estate investors? It's not the, it's still the same, same as your day. Um, do you mind getting rid of this dog so yeah, I can I continue talking about what I was talking about? Whatever it was. Whatever that was. It's throwing me a lifeline, people. Where was I? Um, <laughs> I think I need another commercial break to get through this today. My God. trying to convince joint venture partners. Um, most joint venture partners, yeah, they're going to want to, they're going to ask you what kind of experience you have. If you don't have experience, then they're, they're going to be like, well, I could do that myself. What's stopping me from doing it? You know, oh, you only got two properties? Well, my uncle had two properties. So you're, you're not, you're nothing special, right? Um, so if you, if you're able to acquire a few properties by way of agreement for sale, even though they're not the best cash flowing properties, you're still going to make money off of them. Um, but then you can use that experience and the fact that you have more properties, leverage that 
now that when someone asks you, you can say, I have five properties or I have six properties. Um, so it's going to boost um, your credibility with your potential joint venture partners. I got through it. Yes, um, I missed I, I missed that because I was getting the dog, but I'm pretty sure that where you just ended was what I was going to say is that like, it was really a tool for us. It was a tool to show people, you know, what we were doing. We were documenting on social media. So we were acquiring these properties with no money, um, but we were showing like another property under our belt, you know, looking for rent to own tenants, like doing like showing our business. And it really did attract people to us where we then had people coming to us saying, hey, can I invest with you? Mm -hmm. Which is a game changer when you don't need to chase when you don't need to chase the money, the money chases you. <laughs> yeah, it it takes time to build up. Yeah. It's not like you can just do a couple things and then suddenly like expect results right away. No, mm -hmm. it's it takes consistency and it takes determination. And you have to you got to keep doing it over and over and over again. But if yeah. you do, if you listen to us, um, you're going to start seeing opportunities just start popping up. Yeah, and the money like the money will come towards you. Yeah, I promise you. I promise you and and ask anyone on the show who is who's 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 followed our instructions mm -hmm. it, it it's not one week a lot of times it's like one week two weeks later or sometimes sometimes the day of oh my god i just did a post and yeah and guess people. what three people reached out to me holy shit this stuff actually does work okay well that's cool now you just got to keep doing it for the next 10 years Okay. Yeah. Um, consistency. That's what it's all about. You, what you want is you want to be known as an expert. That's how you're going to attract your venture partners. Mm -hmm. But um, we we're talking about agreement for sales. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it's the right answer. I'm not saying it's the wrong answer, but it depends on you. That's why we hold cabin retreats is to figure out what's the best approach for you. Mm -hmm. But um, agreement for sales can actually be used for a lot of different strategies, not just acquiring properties for low money down and, and no financing. Um, we are in a rising market right now. And a lot of people in Edmonton and Calgary, um, everybody, everywhere else in Canada is just kind of chuckling. Um, <laughs> but Edmonton and Calgary, we've, we haven't experienced this type of market in like 15 years. So a lot of people whether they're new or experienced in real estate investing, have no idea what to do. How do I win? Like, I, am I just not buying properties right now? Because I'm not going to go unconditional $20,000 over. I'm not going to do it. It's not safe. I've never bought a property before. How do I go about doing this? Agreement for sales is actually a really interesting strategy that's that's I think would apply to this. And that's something that I'm going to be implementing into my offers as well. Um, for example, we went and looked at a property last week. I put an offer in unconditional, uh, $10,000 under asking with a $50,000 deposit. I'm like, no one else is putting $50,000 deposit down. So just try, trying to do whatever I can. And I put a, a very short closing um, possession date. I think I put three weeks or four weeks. So, you know, yes, I was under the asking price, but I, I was making sure that I focused on all of the other things which was my seriousness as an investor. So no conditions, no financing conditions, no home inspection, because I was able to do the inspection myself. Um, I don't need to worry about financing, just buy with cash. And as well, uh, a short closing time and a $50,000 deposit. So if I don't follow through, they get to keep my $50,000. Mm -hmm. It's very appealing. But I still lost to another offer, which was $13,000 over asking, unconditional. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God damn it. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
I don't like, I can't pay that much. I can't pay $23,000 more because it just doesn't work for my flipping. Right. Yeah. Um, but what I could potentially do is I can offer them $20,000 more over asking and ask for seller financing. Okay. Right. Because if I'm going to have to flip that property, whether I use my own cash or whether I borrow, you know, private money, um, private mortgage for the, the financing while I'm flipping it, the financing costs are going to cost me somewhere between 15 and $20,000 in interest. Right. Yeah. So if I have to buy it with expensive money to close on it, what if I just offer $20,000 more and then get the, the seller to carry their mortgage for six months while I do the renovations and then I sell it at the end. Yeah. We do an agreement for sale. Now I can offer the seller $20,000 more. There's no conditions because I don't need financing condition. I still don't need a home inspection and the seller's getting $20,000 more. And you're paying way less in interest. Way yeah, less in interest. It's six and a half dozen, right? Yeah. Because I'm going to be paying their super low interest rate at 2% or whatever, as opposed to paying 12 or 15%, right? So there's just another great reason why, you know, creative strategies, they can be used in a lot of different situations. Mm-hmm. Because that seller, as long as they can wait an extra couple months for, for, their, money. for their money, they're going to make an extra $20,000. Hey, I can give you this much money today, but if you wait six months, I can give you an extra 20. And hey, for flips, I don't mind giving that seller $40,000 right now, cash as yeah. a deposit. Yeah. You can you get $40,000 right now. Here's your cash. Keep the financing in place and then you'll get the remainder of your equity when we close in six months when I sell the property. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. Easy. So another like... Agreement for sales, like I said, are not just about going and, and finding, you know, off-market properties and getting the seller to to carry the financing and no money down. You can use it in lots of different scenarios, lots. But this is a great example of how you can use it in today's market right now to combat, to compete with these very difficult offers and bidding wars. Um, if you guys want to learn about that, definitely go to Barry's Rapid Cash uh, workshop um, in May. If you guys want in- information, let me know. I might be able to get you a discount on it as well. Um, Gabby and I are going to be there in Calgary. Yep. It's going to be our first live workshop since... I don't remember the last time we did a live workshop. Um, Was it that event? Was it three years ago? Yeah. I think so. That's crazy. (laughs) I can't even remember. Yeah. they, um, They got a ton of people coming already. They got a lot of people already registered. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I think a lot of people are looking forward to actually getting out and doing a live workshop as opposed to one on Zoom. Um, so we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. And it's always fun whenever we go to those events because like I always love like catching up with some of the other investors that like the creative investors like me. And then we kind of go back and forth about all the different creative stuff that we've done. It's almost yeah. like a, oh yeah, well look at this deal. <laughs> and then we just, you know, we kind of, Oh, well, that's cool. But have you ever done one of these? I'm like, what? Did you seriously get that much money down? Are you kidding me? So it's it's a lot of fun. And um, uh, we go for beers afterwards, you know, in the bar and drinks, if you know, whatever drinks you're into. And we have dinner together and it's a big networking social. So it's a lot of fun. It's cool. Yeah. 
Uh, Robbie had a question earlier. Uh, first, just since it's, since it's on topic, um, Jeremy said, I've heard of some people putting in two offers on the same house. Yep. One with asking price and seller financing and a second one with lower uh, price and few conditions. Do you see this as an effective strategy to making offers? Am I doing honest answers this morning or simple answers? Do I find it effective? No. I think it's kind of gimmicky. I, I've never had a whole heck of a lot of luck with it. Um, if you heard it at a $10 webinar, then I consider it to be a $10 gimmick. Um, I give you honesty on the morning show. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I consider it to be like a $10 gimmick, personally. Mm -hmm. I, I've never... I never had any luck with multiple offers. I find what it actually, unless I have a plan, unless I'm using it as a strategic ma manipulation, because I know that based on these three offers, they're very likely to go with this offer, but they're still going to come back and they're going to want a little bit more of this offer, right? Once you start, when you give them a big buffet of what to choose from, they're still going to come back and they're going to negotiate based on the information you gave them. Yeah, I like that, but I want this price and I want that. And I don't want to give you any of the seller financing. Now you've given them more information than they need. Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to use it against you. And again, unless, of course, you have a plan of manipulation where like you want them to naturally choose that one. And therefore, then you're going to use that as your baseline yeah. um, for how you negotiate for the remainder. So, but I've always found like, you go to a $10 webinar, you're going to get $10 gimmicks like that. Um, I've just been enough, I've been to enough of those, those webinars or those $75 courses, weekend courses, just to know that like what's valuable and what's not valuable. But if it works for you, then I think that's great. Me, me personally, I, I, to answer your question, I don't find it effective. Okay. So um, Robbie had a renovation question. Uh, so House has three small bedrooms upstairs right now and one small bedroom down. <clears throat> Pros and cons of making two larger bedrooms upstairs and adding a second bedroom downstairs. Limit tenant profile, question mark. ARV appraisal, question mark. Any thoughts are appreciated. All of the above, Robbie. <clears throat> it's going gonna, it's gonna to limit your tenants, yeah. even if they are tiny, tiny bedrooms. It's going to limit your limit your your tenant uh, pool. It's going to limit your rent that you can charge, uh, and then on appraisal, they're going to compare it to two bedroom properties as opposed to three bedroom properties. Yeah. So yeah, I keep the third bedroom. Um, I don't, me personally, with adding a suite downstairs. I think that's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, adding a suite downstairs. The one thing I will say is that. Um, for the basement, if you like, you might want to consider getting a designer to help you with the basement because you'd be surprised at how they can kind of reconfigure things to get that second bedroom in down there. Because if you can do that, that's hugely beneficial. If they're not tiny bedrooms, like as long as they're a decent size, that will like you don't want a one bedroom basement suite if you can avoid it. I yeah. think Ryan might have said somewhere in here that uh, Ryan or, or uh, who was it? Um, somebody said one bedroom suites, basements are the bane of my existence or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Corey. <laughs> the, well, the problem is, unless Robbie's asking a general question, Robbie's, the property he's looking at is 950 square feet. Yes. Um, we, uh, we did a property once that was 1,050 square feet, so less than 1,100, and it was a pain in the butt getting that second bedroom in there. Is that the Polar Meadows? Yeah. 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 
sold that one like okay i didn't realize that was an extra 100 square feet over yeah yeah okay. 1100 square feet is normally my my minimum yeah um for adding secondary suites it's just there's not enough square footage yeah we also had a That's problem a 10 by 10 room we also had a problem of the um the utility room being like right in the middle of not the middle but um it was in an awkward spot that we couldn't move and we had to work around it for yeah. our floor plan so those kind of types of things can make a big difference is like where all that stuff is sitting stairs as stairs, well yeah. where's the stairs situated mm -hmm. that's going to limit you um you yeah. can move a furnace in a hot water tank but you can't move stairs uh, you can't but it'll cost you a very lot. expensive <laughs> um and then it won't make sense anymore so um yeah it, to be honest i don't think you're going to get a second bedroom in there and to be i don't know if you really want to that 1050 square foot uh um property it was it was the, the configuration was weird we thank god we were able to do, get it done yeah you know we had a designer look at it well so. we actually had an engineer um because there was some engineering stuff that we needed to get done so the engineer drew up um a floor plan yeah, for us that's right yeah that's right um okay getting through these questions today yeah um, was there any questions in regards to that agreement for sale and the flipping and stuff like that? I know that a lot of people aren't, um, I didn't really go deep into what an agreement for sale was. I just, it's a whole can of worms right there and just, it would turn it into another hour. But um, if you guys are interested in more of that, you know, feel free to, to leave a message there or to email us and we can go deeper into it. Um, like I said, we're probably going to have Barry coming on pretty soon here uh, in the next week or two. Barry McGuire's, uh, He's a real estate lawyer in Edmonton for the last 45 years. Plus, he's the godfather of, of creative strategies. He's, he taught everything. He taught me everything that I know. Mm -hmm. um, so all of our business around creative strategies is, was, was learned from him. Yeah. Um, and, you know, also done by him as our lawyer. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. Going through those questions today because we got no callers calling in. <laughs> yesterday was all about the callers. Uh, yesterday, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to create a show that doesn't involve me going, okay, okay, scrolling, scrolling. Don't want any dead noise because if there's dead noise, watch this. Don't worry, we're still here. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. Ah. Uh, uh, Lindsay's talking about uh, leaning towards accessibility for Robbie. Um, so Lindsay um, is a is a big expert in um, how to convert rental properties um, so that they're more uh, mobility or accessibility, more mobility friendly or accessible friendly. So for someone who um, has problems with it, what's what's the right words terminology <laughs> with accessibility? Like I feel like there should be another word. Um, Otherwise, I'm just going to keep using accessibility over and over again. Um, but for someone, say, you know, needs a little bit of help getting into the shower, wheelchair, um, walker, those types of things, they just need a little more room. The door frames need to be a little bit bigger. Um, shower needs to be able to, you know, roll right in. Um, sink needs to be a little bit lower. Um, access to the microwave, you know, those types of things. They're going to be conscious of all that stuff. So, um, Lindsay's um, doing a lot of, she has a lot of experience in that from her, from her career. So if you're interested in learning more about that, reach out to Lindsay. Um, she's going to be doing a lot of cool stuff with, with her, with her rental properties and making them more accessible. Mm -hmm. uh, 
because what she says here is that she would recommend two bedrooms up and take a piece of the third bedroom to expand the bath and include laundry. So if that's the direction you were going, then that would make sense, right? Um, because your target uh, clients is now different, right? It's no longer a family. Yeah. Um, what else you got here? Well, it could be a family still. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But in a 950 square foot house. Yeah. Near... yeah, it would be definitely targeted differently. Mm -hmm. uh, Josh says, my house is 970 square feet, has a side entrance, and I have actually tried to measure out how I would do it here. Next to impossible with the current layout and mechanical room. Yeah, it's tough. Stuff. Not every not every property works. Yeah. Um, for every strategy. Um, me generally, I like for bungalows. I want to see eleven hundred square feet, and that's just to make sure that I can get that second bedroom downstairs to make sure that it's a good layout and there's plenty of room and it's not just two bedrooms and a kitchen. Um, also for after repaired value. You know, I want to make sure that I get the best after repaired value. Yeah. Um, and three bedrooms upstairs. Always three upstairs. Yeah. Tons of comments today. Yeah. I think, though, that also, um, like, starting with three small bedrooms, like, yes, I wouldn't recommend taking it down to two. But at the same time, um, three small bedrooms – um, might pose its own problems. Uh, Just don't with, buy it. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah, with being able to, you know, find tenants. Tenants are friggin' choosy these days. Like, they want the best of everything, which I find really interesting. I feel like that's changed a lot over the, over the <laughs> just past decade that we've been investing. You sound it's, weathered. You sound, do I? you sound like you've been, you've been, you've been hurt by I a think few tenants. That I think that so many suite conversions and renovations um, really happened over the past like six, seven, eight years Yeah, that a lot of rentals have been converted into basically brand new houses. Like when you do a suite conversion and you renovate the entire main floor and then put a brand new suite downstairs, it's basically like having a brand new house. Everything is new. Everything's touched, right? Mm -hmm. And those became the norm of the, of the properties on the market. And I just find like, I don't know, like doing viewings, just watching how it's changed. Like I said, just even over the past five years, it's like people walk in, they're like, oh, well, this bedroom's a little small. And like, just like. I'll never be able to fit my king in this one bedroom king, basement suite. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how are you? Um, but literally, like we yeah. do have a one bedroom oh, yeah. basement suite and those are literally things that people have said. Yeah, my, my king won't king fit bed. in here. Or my, like I have a, my full size dining table definitely won't I like, wanna, fit in this space. Yeah, I want to be able to have my family over on Sundays in this 600 square foot basement suite, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, whereas like before, like, I mean, when I was looking for rentals, it was like, I don't know. It's like you make do with the space. Like this place you find has a windows? good place Whoa. and it's like cool. And then is if my dining table doesn't fit, I sell it and I get a new one off of Kijiji. Like <laughs> Yeah. I don't I don't know. It's just like it's wild to me. I think like when I was a renter, I definitely wasn't an entitled renter. Like 
I was happy to just find a place that I can afford and like, okay, this is in my affordability. This is what I can afford. Great. I'll do what I need to do. Maybe I need to sell my bed and get a different bed. Maybe I need to like this and that. Whereas now it's like people own like their huge sectionals, their king size bed, their full size dining table. And, oh, I had somebody the other day say that um, their their furniture really wasn't going to match the design of the place. <laughs> I'm not joking, you guys. I'm not joking. So it's like there's this whole, I don't know. And like, I never experienced that six, seven years ago when we were, you know, filling our vacancies. So I have seen, I have, I have seen that change. And, and so having smaller bedrooms, I think is going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And make sure you guys tune in tomorrow as well. uh, Thursday, we're going to, Gabby's going to be talking more about uh, how kids have changed these days. fun of me that's rude how rude uh kids these days too (laughs) entitled um yeah great episode that looked through lots of stuff thanks guys so much for uh joining in on the on the conversation and getting in on the comments um hopefully you know rewind very back to the very beginning of this episode hopefully you guys picked up a few answers that are going to help you take some action today what are you going to do today huh you just going to go to work you're going to pick up a a roasted chicken on the way home and eat your chicken (laughs) i don't know this guy boil a couple carrots and greens make sure you get your vegetables sit down you know, watch the new episode of Mike and Molly. Everybody loves Raymond. And then just call her a night. Play a little Clash of Clans on your uh, on your phone. Yeah, maybe tune into whatever real estate investing uh, Facebook Live they got going on tonight. Who's got their live tonight? Someone. It's Wednesday, Tuesday. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch a little video of other people doing stuff. And then uh, I'll come back in tomorrow morning because I'm going to learn more stuff. What'd you do today? I tell you guys, the uh, the man, next week, it's pretty much 2023. It's just creeping up on us. We are three months into the year. I was talking about this shit before Christmas. <laughs> before Christmas. You could remember the little toucans and all the birds and stuff when Gabby and I were in uh, Mexico over Christmas? And we said, guys... The year's almost over. The year's almost over. Well, shit, 2022 is almost over too. So get taking some action. Don't use don't use the market as an excuse. Make some offers. Come up with new creative strategies. Do whatever the hell it takes. Start putting yourself out there. Start attracting joint venture partners. Leo says 2025 is around the corner. It may as well be. It may as well be because I promise you 2025 is going to roll up on you and you're going to be like, damn. The year is 18.6%. percent 18. Over. Almost 20% through the year. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, 2022, 2025 is going to come up. Man, and you're going to look back and be like, what the hell was I doing? <laughs> so use this, uh, use this platform as, as an opportunity to, geez, ask any questions. Keep asking those questions. And if I give you, if I give you silly answers, I'm sorry. It's just because I, I, I want to. I want to give you the answer fast, and I want you to. I want you. I want you to get the answer, and I want you to keep moving. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, I really do want to see you guys succeed. And I really hope that you, you take some action today, do something that makes you uncomfortable. And, uh, and you know what, join in tomorrow and let me know what you did. How about that? Awesome. I'll give you a high five. Okay. All right, guys, I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a great Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 